What's up, Ghosting Goblins? It's Wolfman Dave again. Episode 89 of That Metal Podcast. And we're going to do a, a rankings episode. Specifically, Megadeth. And just their studio albums, nothing else. No live albums. Uh, no EPs, etc. No greatest hits as well. Um, but before we get to that, I did want to mention a few, um, I guess, album recommendations. Then kind of been a while since I've recommended some albums. Let's check it out. So definitely as of late, I'm going to be recommending Subterranean Masquerade with the album Mountain Fever. That one just came out recently, uh, about a week or two ago. I'm going to recommend you check out some of the new singles from Flotsam and Jetsam, Blood in the Water. Good shit. If you're more into melodic, let's say, blackened uh, metal, let's say somewhere along the lines of Agalock with a little bit of post-rock, post-metal, I recommend An Autumn for Crippled Children, their new album, which is called As the Morning Dawns, We Close Our Eyes. Really good stuff there. Um, you can hear like this sort of um, anguish kind of um, almost music that's kind of leading down the uh, a tunnel of light, you know, like you're going down this tunnel. Very positive, very radiant, but then it's like bleak at the same time. So it's really cool. Um, if you're into more like catatonia, more into progressive uh, rock, progressive metal, Vola, V-O-L-A, their newest album called Witness is another banger for fans of Soin and catatonia, etc. Things like that. So definitely something for everybody in these album recommendations. Um... And then, obviously, we know that since we're talking about Megadeth, the, I would say, old news now, since it's already about a week late, um, you know, they, they kind of tossed aside Dave uh, Ellefson. You know, he had his issues with that uh, controversy with, you know, the girl and the videotape, and he's jerking it, you know, he's, he's uh, playing with himself. The unfortunate thing is, do we know... You know, Dave Mustaine apparently doesn't need to know all the facts, and he just decided to kick him out, which I don't 100% agree with without, um, you know, he's your your war buddy. You've known him for so many years, and you've been through so much crap together. Um, I think I find it a little strange that, you know, he does it. However, time will tell if, you know, there were other details that were left out. Maybe there is a reason why they did actually did get rid of him. Because, um, again... Nobody seems to know. But we do know that Dave Ellison is suing. Um, I believe he's suing the girl because they released the, the video. So one strange thing is people keep suggesting Jason Newstead to be filling in for Dave Ellison. Absolutely not. Jason Newstead already said that he couldn't keep up with Metallica anyways and he's not able to do it. So what makes anyone else think that he's even suitable to be the replacement for... Um, for Megadeth, you know, for, for Dave Ellison. That makes no absolutely no sense. So that's kind of dumb. That's kind of silly. Who do you guys think should replace? Like, realistically, who should they get to replace um, Dave Ellison on bass? Something tells me they're going to probably go back to one of their former bass players, you know, James Lomenzo or something like that. They're probably going to do that just for touring purposes because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to have to start rehearsing pretty soon. Getting on the ball with that, you know, since they're going to be touring, what, in August, I believe, or late July, sometime August. So that's coming up. So who do you guys think 
they should get. Um, right now, I could I really don't know who would be a suitable replacement. Uh, realist, realistically, I don't know. You know, it's it's up in the air. Um, so yeah, so let's get down to business. Um, I think that's uh, the suitable. Let's let's talk about that. All right, so really quick. Mm, this is uh, a quick disclaimer. This is my ranking. So personally, mine, Dave, David. This is my ranking. Uh, I use that tier. What is it called? Tier um, uh, tier maker to make it. They already had a uh, template from Megadeth uh, uh, 15 albums. I used it. I created mine. And I based it off. Four different tiers. D, which is going to be, uh, I would say they're bad albums with a little potential. Let's say, uh, again, uh, Load, Reload, St. Anger. Those, those are bad albums, but they have somewhat of a listen back to it every once in a while to check out You know, something. Maybe it grows on you. So we have D, uh, C. C now C rank is going to be okay. Those are okay albums. Um, B rank, the B rankings are going to be good albums. So because they have so many, uh, because Megadeth have so many great albums, uh, we're going to start seeing this uh, get full and and it, it's yeah. I'm pretty sure there's going to be some people that are going to be upset, but again, it's my ranking. The See, so we have a C ranking. Let me see. Uh, we have a B rank. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back a little bit. So, yeah, D rank is bad with some potential, some upside. C rank is albums that are okay. B rank is albums that are good. They're pretty solid albums. Then we're going to go next to A. The A ranking albums are going to be excellent albums. These are probably the ones that are going to be staples in a lot of people's um, let's say in their car, wherever they listen to music. And then the final, which is the top and the biggest, to me, the highest tier would be the S rank, which to me, I label it as you can't fuck with those albums. Those are like the, the cream of the crop, some of the best of the best, um, some masterpieces. And again, the ones that I have on mine, they're going to be a little, um, you know, I'll do the trigger warning now. So be prepared. Um, Excuse me. So yeah, be prepared for that one. So let's down, let's get down to the nitty gritty. We're gonna start from the bottom. So the D rank, D. We're gonna start with uh, Super Collider. Now Super Collider was the last album to have Sean Drover. It was the, I believe, also the last one with Chris Broderick. It was uh, came out in nineteen. Uh, damn, it came out in twenty thirteen. It's a little bit of a very polished very clean very i would say very accessible very very um i would say very uh, radio friendly um and so for me i don't know like i couldn't this one just didn't vibe with me i couldn't really dig it that well um some songs to take note of uh kingmaker built for war blackest crow those are some of the ones that i probably enjoyed more but still, this is a to me a commercial failure, and it and I think if, in a lot of people's eyes, it's just a terrible album. 
Um, and then we have Risk, 1999's Risk. Now, I believe Dave Mustaine said here that this was supposed to be their answer. They wanted to beat the Black Album. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure we know that that's not going to happen. Uh, I don't think anybody could ever top that, uh, that sort of um, success of that album. Um, and so, yeah, they obviously they did. They did um, take a risk writing this album, I believe. Maybe that's what they were going for. Um it's the, I believe it's the album with uh, Jimmy DeGrasso on drums. It was definitely the last one with Marty Friedman. And also, this one is also just, it's not, it's a hard, it's a good hard rock album. Uh, you're going back to it, revisit it. It's all right. It's just, but definitely one of the worst albums that they've ever done. Um, some songs to, for me that I like, Prince of Darkness, uh, I'll Be There, and Crush Them. You know, it's got some, some. All right, value for was it was it what was it cyborg part two I believe or you know no 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 universal soldier part two I believe with Goldberg and Van Dam so it was all right it's 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 an all right uh it's an all right all right album again I believe if it was written by another band it'd probably be a better album you know what I mean it'd probably be a better it'd be tiered better I would say um. So far, we're starting off okay. I don't think anybody's getting too kind of upset about this. All right, let's move on to C tier, which are the good. They're okay albums. They're so-so. Nothing too crazy. Uh, first one uh, I want to talk about is 13. The 13 came out in 2011. It was their 13th album. Um, <clears throat> Allison returns after, a, a, what is it, like a 10-year 10-year absence. Um you have songs like Sudden Death, Black Swan. Black Swan is probably one of the better songs on that album. Uh, and then New World Order. Uh, you know, for me, I would say definitely, besides Black Swan, this whole album is is a pretty average. Uh, there's nothing too crazy about it. It's a very, very average album. However, still saying it's still better than Risk, and it's still better than Super Collider. Um, and again, because they have so many great albums, or good albums at least, this list was not easy to make. It became difficult and it became, um, you know, I had to really think about the albums that I really enjoyed personally and and therefore this is, you know, obviously why I'm ranking them a certain way. So we have 13. All right, so I'm going to move on to C. We're still in the C rank. Uh, United Abominations. All right, so this is, you know, we have Glenn Drover, uh, James Lomenzo. We have uh, Sean Drover on here. Um, this one was okay. Another, it's another okay album. It's another okay album. I believe I got to see them probably touring, um, with this one. Um, so it was all right. It was, it was in the bad album songs that stood out to me were Washington is next. Uh, I think it's play for blood. You're dead. Uh, it's a solid album, you know, for sure. But I believe a lot of the good songs are like in the front, so it's like more front loaded than anything, you know. Uh, I let me see if I'm trying to see if if on United Abominations, if what song was it on there that kind of I it, it just it didn't make any sense and it kind of pissed me off. Let me see, let me look for it really quick. Um, so United Abominations, 2007. 
Uh, yeah, Gears of War, man. That one just... I just... Uh, that was terrible. That was a fucking shitty song, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, they have Sleepwalker on there. This, again, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking about redoing a Tula Monde with, uh, I think, Christina Scabia. I don't understand that one. It's not terrible, but it was just... There's no need to do that. There's no need to re-record that or to fuck with it, you know? Uh, so that was a fucking... That was weird. Um, so let's move on to Endgame. Endgame was much better. That was in 2000, uh, 2009, I believe. Yeah, 2009. Um, Endgame was all right, man. This is their first album with Chris Broderick. This was their last album with uh, James Lomenzo. It's a, good, it's a good album. It's a solid album. I think it's a sleeper album. I think it's good. Uh, underrated, middle tier. Well, <laughs> lower middle tier. Um, obviously, songs like This Day We Fight. Dude, Head Crusher, man. That's fucking redonkulous. How the fuck do you, I mean, I've said this in the past before. Who starts off a song with a fucking solo? Fucking Dave Mustaine and, and, Bo- and the boys. That's fucking awesome, dude. Another badass song, 44 Minutes. Um, so, yeah, man, that was, you know, Endgame was all right, man. It was all right. Um, so that's the end of my C tier. We're going to move on. Actually, no, no, no. Wait a minute. We still have um, one more on my C tier, my bad, which we have 2001's The World Needs a Hero. So this was actually the first time that they used Vic Rattlehead on the cover since back in uh, Rust in Peace, so it'd been it'd been quite some some years before. So it was kind of strange. Which, um, now I think they were definitely they knew that they made a mistake. They knew that they fucked up when they did Risk, so they were moving on from that. They wanted to go in a different direction. They definitely wanted to go um, in a heavier direction, which I believe they did accomplish. And I I think for sure that was mentioned accomplished. They wanted to go for a heavier sound. This one features Al Petrelli, Jimmy DeGrasso, and it's the first, uh, this is where uh, the first departure of Dave Ellison, he'd be gone for about a decade after that. I think this one has a lot of great songs on it. The World Needs a Hero is a great, I think it's a pretty good uh, return to form. You have songs like uh, Disconnect, Dread and Fugitive Mind, and obviously Return to Hanger. Um... What else? Motorcycle was all right. I mean, you could listen to it at the right time and you can get into it and you'd be jamming out to that. Not bad. A thousand times goodbye. Here we go. Another love song. Uh, and then their monolith, their freaking gigantic song, When, which is not bad. It's all right. So this album is is uh, the end of my C tier. Now let's move on to our B ranking. So the B rankings are good, solid albums. This is where it starts to get a little crazy and weird. So, again, trigger warning. So, these are B-Rank. My first one will be Dystopia 2016. This is the first album with Kiko Luerio. Uh, <laughs> as of this past week, the officially last one with David Ellison. Uh, so, it's the last one with David Ellison. And it's the first one with uh, uh, Chris Adler. I believe it's the first and only album with Chris Adler. Um, great album. Heavy as fuck. I think this is going to show definitely where we're going to see the new album go. Uh, the new album is going to be, what, sometime later this year? 
can't wait to hear how that's going to sound like. I'm pretty sure it's going to be uh, one of the best albums I've ever fucking done. But again, we don't know. They haven't released anything, not even any teasers. So we'll find out. Um, the Threat is Real. Uh, great song. Fatal Illusion. Post-American World. Uh, Dystopia. I mean, this is just a full-on great album from front to back. Uh, for me, though, <clears throat> there's a lot of rehashed riffs. It does sound like classic um, Megadeth, but again, for me, it wasn't uh, too incredibly memorable, and I feel like that's why I put it in the B rank. Now, let's move on to the following in the B rank, which would be Countdown to Extension, 1992. You have Nick Menza still and Marty Friedman on there. This one is a banger. I mean, it's a good album. It's a solid freaking album. You can't go wrong with this one. You know, you have Skin of My Teeth, Symphony of Destruction, Sweating Bullets, um, High Speed Dirt. Um, so many great songs. Uh, Foreclosure of a Dream. It's just like a really good, solid album. And obviously, I mean, it was probably their highest um, uh, billboard and, and, you know, topping album, I believe. So definitely a great album. I want to say it's not one of my favorites. But it's growing on me now as I'm getting older. So at the time, I was like, no, it's just Rusted Peace and fuck that. And But now I'm like, yeah, you know what? You know what? Countdown isn't too bad. It's all right, man. I could actually, I could now play it without being annoyed. You know what I mean? So it's a good album. Let's move on to 1997 with Cryptic Writings. This one was a bit of a um, uh, puzzling to me because a lot of people did not like this album, which I thought was weird. It has a lot of great songs. Trust, Almost Honest, The Disintegrators, um, A Secret Place, uh, She-Wolf, Vortex. I mean, get out of here. There's so many great songs on here. Heavy. Um, we have, this is the last one with Nick Menza. Um, so, I'm not sure if, uh, I think Marty Friedman might have still been there. And yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's a freaking solid album, dude. It's solid album. It's still heavy, and it's still one of the most uh, probably very accessible albums, I think. But um, crazy to feel like uh, Risk was after that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what the fuck happened? Like, there's no evidence to be like, oh yeah, we're gonna all of a sudden they're gonna go to, from this to to Risk. Like, you, you don't hear it. It's kind of crazy. So I think it, that's why it took a lot of people by surprise. Um. So, anyways, Cryptic Writings '97. Another great album. Now let's go with um, So Far So Good, So What? 1990, uh, 1988. Uh, the first was Jeff Young uh, Jeff Young on guitar and Chris Bueller, Bueller on drums. Another fucking solid, uh, heavy fucking album. Um, this is the in-between uh, uh, after, after Peace Sells and uh, before uh, Rust in Peace. Um, into the lungs of hell set the world of fire shit you can't go wrong with that 502 in my darkest hour hooked in mouth liar great album um, weird looking kind of dorky cover I like it though it's it's so fucking early mega death you know what I mean like it just reeks of that uh, so it's pretty cool uh, you can't really go wrong with this album either super solid uh, now let's see we're gonna move on to our A rank. And our A rank the albums are excellent albums. So obviously we're going to start off for, right off the bat with K2. 
Killing is my business and business is good. 1985. We got Chris Poland on there and Gar Samuelson. Uh, and obviously, I, I always say that because most of the time it's either going to be Dave Mustaine or um, Dave Ellison uh, on bass. And, and so that's why I kind of leave the Dave Mustaine out of there because we know we always know it's going to be Dave. Uh, so we have <clears throat> Killing is My Business and Business is Good. I think this completely, this album, you know, he's kicked out of Metallica or whatever. And I think he needed something to prove, right? Definitely needed something to prove. Well, I feel like this album kind of set the tone for the next decade, for the next decade, for the next 10 years, possibly for them in what they had to accomplish and what they needed to do. Because uh, you have songs, you know, end to end, they're unforgettable. You remember them, you know, they're his, it's so raw, you know, the cover art is, you know, the skull, it looks so silly. Um, but, you know, great songs, mechanics, rattlehead, you know, the title track, Killing Is My Business, Last Rites, Love to Death. The, it's a banger, dude. The whole album was a fucking banger. Um, so, you know, they have a song, you know, they have a cover of these boots. It's whatever. I know he was, I know Dave Mustaine was always saying that, oh, that's the most um, controversial violent, violent songs, I believe he said that he'd ever heard. Um, it's, it's, you can take that with whatever other people say, Angel of Death by Slayer. It's whatever again, you know, it's, <laughs> um, it's all subjective, right? Next album, another one of my favorites here in, uh, we're getting these. These are all in the A tier. A, A and S tiers are all some of my favorite ones. So they're getting. They're you know we're getting more to personal taste here. Uh, fuck man, this is one of my favorites. Euthanasia, nineteen ninety four. I feel like you can't fuck with this album. It's such a good album. Um, personally, I feel like that's just like um, a little different for sure. There's uh, we have Marty. We still have Marty Friedman on here. Nick Menza. It's different. It's heavy. You know, sometimes a little bit proggy, a little progressive in the way they do some music. Um, this is, to me, another end-to-end album, like front to back. When you have songs like Reckoning Day, um, you know, the da, 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 like the drums are fucking awesome. Um, Symphony of Destruction's of their, uh, no, no, it's not. Addicted to Chaos, my bad. Um, Train of Consequences, that's what I wanted to say, not Symphony of Destruction. Uh, yeah, Train of Consequences. And then we have their first time when actually, you know, it comes out. Atul Amand, it's fucking awesome on here. You can't mess with that song. It's such a great song. Um, Elysian Fields, The Killing Road, Blood of Heroes, um, Euthanasia, the actual song, this other song, Victory. This it's a it's a it's a very very rounded out heavy fucking album. Um, great cover art, you know, Euthanasia, play on words, uh, you know. It's great, um, classic, you know, Dave Mustaine and Megadeth. Then we're going to move on, still in A rank. We're going to move on to Peace Sells, but who's buying, right? 1986. Um, so this is the last one with Chris, Chris Poland and, and Gar Samuelson. My understanding from just, you know, too many problems with, with drugs and, and alcohol and stuff like that. Which is funny because, you know, the Boulder Boys dabbled in that too. So it's whatever. <laughs> it's whatever. There's the Spider-Man meme, right? Pointing. So um, obviously this is a thrash metal classic. You know, I, I believe this was also another 
clinic on uh, Dave Dave Mustaine showing Metallica where they fucked up that they you know he's showing them that they messed up. He should have never let go of me. Um, and but I mean it's I think I think we're all kind of happy that that happened because then we have another band right to to listen and enjoy. Again, front to back, wake up dead, the conjuring, peace cells, but who's buying? Devil's Island, my last words. Another great play on words. Good morning, Black Friday. Fucking awesome. Um, yeah, so you definitely can't go wrong with this album. Once you get A ranks, A rank and S rank. Now, here's where we're, gonna, <laughs> where we're probably going to piss off some people. So, S rank. And now I, 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 I uh, wrote this as you cannot fuck with these albums completely. They're absolutely fucking masterpieces. And that's what it is, right? Obviously, again, this is my ranking. Feel free to participate if you'd like to. You can go to Tier Maker, and you could do your own. You can just put in Megadeth and for a template. It'll pop out, <clears throat> and then you could just drag and drop the albums to where you wish, which rank, uh, which yeah, which tier you want to put them on, which letter, and then you can save, download, and then if you want to, you can send them to me. You can put it on the. Um, the Facebook page that metal that metal podcast uh, on Facebook or on Twitter or you can message me uh, on um, Instagram it's that underscore metal underscore podcast and then yeah you should you should be able to find that pretty easy so S rank can't fuck with albums can't fuck with these first one now this one means a lot to me and I think that's why I I, I really kind of am drawn to this especially when I was watching them for the Gigantor. For about three consecutive uh, times that they did the tour. The System Has Failed, 2004. And I think this is a legitimate, legitimate Megadeth comeback. Uh, I consider this their 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 comeback album to true form and, and what people expect of them and what it should be. Uh, I believe it was supposed to be a solo album. A Dave Mustaine solo album and kind of it really is it really is I don't know what happened entirely that it you know he made it a Megadeth album um, and I know I don't know I don't know what happened if there was a contractual thing with a, with a record label or not but it was supposed to be a solo album but it pretty much that didn't happen so I think this is a fucking monster of a fucking album you can't go wrong with this one um, I mean consider him having that that motorcycle, that bike accident that he had, and you know he was kind of told that hey, you're never gonna play guitar again, bro. Like your your hands too messed up, your tendons are messed up, you're never gonna ever be able to play again. And imagine going through that shit and be like, holy crap, I don't know what's gonna happen, you know. Um, and then you write this fucking. He wrote all the songs and he wrote everything on this one, pretty much all of it, because everyone that I'm going to mention were session musicians. So you had Chris Poland and he just provided leads and solos. He was never asked to join. Uh, so after that, he was just let go. Then you have on bass, Jimmy Lee, uh, Jimmy Lee, uh, slow us and drummer. You had Vinny Kaluata. Kaluata. I don't know how to pronounce your name. I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> I totally butchered it. Um, but the system has failed, man. I think it's one of the best albums that they had ever done, um, and it's it's because it's very memorable, man. I mean, it starts off with Blackmail the Universe, Die Dead Enough, Dude, Kick the Chair, The Scorpion. There's just so many uh, songs like uh, Back in the Day, uh, something that I'm not. 
I mean, dude, there's just too many. It's a banger from front to back. Like it's a. I think this is probably their the underrated album. Um, criminally underrated by them. They may not be as fast and fucking um, as heavy as the next album we're gonna mention, but it's there. It's very memorable and it's there. It's a solid album, dude. So I believe to me it's a masterpiece because of that. And our final S, our final S ranking, which is obviously Rust in Peace, 1990. Uh, you know, you've heard us talk about this album so many times that it gets annoying after a while. I mean, come on, dude. <clears throat> this is probably uh, one of the the biggest heavy metal albums in, in our lifetimes to have ever come out. It's a bold statement, but I mean, they changed the way music was, was should have been written. Think about that. They wrote this album, and then what, what Metallica wrote, the Black Album. Like, fucking, it's night and day, dude. Complete fucking night and day. Uh, I mean, you start, other people start taking notice, and they start writing, and they start going in a different direction. Testament started going a heavier, different direction. I mean, they just, I think they just kind of paved the way for everyone else. Um, unfortunately, I feel like soon after this album was written, you know, you had Seattle grunge rock, you know what I mean? Fucking Seattle grunge rock kind of fucked everything up for everybody. I kind of feel like that's why a lot of these bands started taking a turn and doing, you know, going in different directions. And uh, people were like, yeah, let's see what else these bands can do. And, you know, obviously we knew that it was just a fucking, um, it was a sham, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't to last and it didn't. Obviously, this classic lineup was Dave Mustaine, Marty Friedman, Dave, uh, David Ellison, and Nick Menza. Uh, I believe that could have been the longest-running solid lineup that Dave Mustaine ever had without any, you know, fuck, uh, kicking anybody out or anything like that. Uh, rest in peace, dude, again. Front to back. Um, probably my favorite songs, obviously, Tornado of Souls, uh, Five Magics, Take No Prisoners. The title track, actual uh, Rest in Peace. Um, and then you have the solids, you know, the solid ones, you know, Holy Wars, Hangar 18. Those are all solid. Those are all like, I think those are staples in, in, in the radio these days, I think. So great, great album. Probably the best cover art that I've ever fucking seen in my life for any any of Megadeth's uh, cover. Besides uh, uh, Peace Sals. Uh, I believe it was Ed Repka again. Good shit, man. You can't you can't go wrong with this album. Uh, but yeah, man. What are some of yours? What if you know? How do you rank them? Are they different? How different is it from my ranking? Uh, again, go to the Tier Maker online. It's a website. And actually, I tried it on the app. It's, it's called Tier List, and it, it didn't work out as great. But if you really want it to work better, go onto the website. It's called Tier Maker, and it gives you the opportunity to make your own ranking, however you feel best. Or just from, you know, just write them down and send them over, man. I'm down to hear it. So with that being said, I'm Wolfman Dave. Hope you enjoyed this short episode. And you're going to see more ranking videos coming up in the next few weeks. We have a shitload of cool episodes coming up. So stay tuned. See ya. Buy the ticket. Take the fucking ride.